Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on March 20th, 2020, my six-month birthday, my half birthday. Oh, halfway. Today we got the third bracket of our 64 movie, best movie of all time, Within the Lines bracket. Today we are bringing you the 16 best animated movies. We're going to determine the best anime movie of all time. Okay, Tyler's got nothing to say about that. And then also, uh, there's actually been some sports news since the last time we talked to you. Uh, NFL free agency happened, and there was some big, some big moves. Ty, maybe, maybe some overrated players going places. Maybe, maybe some overrated players resigning two-year contracts with their team that they've been for for no, like I ten see, years. I didn't see any of that. Give me the show. I don't feel so good. <laughs> You can put it on the board, yes! Okay, Tyler, March Movie Madness 2020. Yes, sir. Go into the animated section of the bracket, Ty. We got 16 animated movies recommended by both of us. Yeah, same thing as the other ones. We both compiled a list, uh, put it together, and then, you know, went from there. Um, We ranked them based on Rotten Tomato critic score. And the tiebreaker was an audience score and then, like, something else. Metacritic, maybe? So, the movies. Number one seed, Toy Story 1. Number two seed, Zootopia. 
number three seed, up. Did I say that right? Yeah, up. Number four seed. Where's the number four seed? Toy Story, Toy Story three. 3. Number five seed, Coco. Number six seed, Into the Spider-Verse. Ratatouille 7. Lego Movie 8. <laughs> <laughs> Moana 9. Wally number 10. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Lion King 11. The Lego Batman movie number 12. <laughs> number 13 is Shrek, the first one. 14, Wreck-It Ralph. 15, I don't see 15. Cars. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. And number 16, <laughs> Megamind. So we have two movies in here that also could qualify as a superhero movie, I guess you could say. Yeah. But they're animated. They're animated, so here. <laughs> Which is interesting because we put Sausage Party in the comedy section. You know, we 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 don't have boundaries here. <laughs> Whatever we fell fit, we just put it there. That's true. All right, Ty, so first matchup. Number one seed Toy Story versus number 16 Megamind. How are you feeling about these movies? Megamind is very funny. Yes. It's actually three superhero animated movies. Oh, I wasn't even counting Lego Batman. When I said two, I was thinking... Megamind and Spider Verse. Literally, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. Um, it's a great movie. It's funny. It's unique. Very unique. Will Ferrell, uh, Jonah Hill, I believe, is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guy who voices Mega Man? The not Mega Mind up. Uh, Brad Pitt, Metro Man. Was it Brad Pitt? Yeah. Brad Tina Fey is the the love interest in the movie. Really good voice cast. David Cross is the minion. David Cross, also known as the guy from um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the evil guy. And Ben Stiller okay. as Bernard. And then Toy Story, obviously. Everyone knows Toy Story. Don't have to talk about it that much. I will say the animated movies all have great Rotten Tomatoes scores, considering that Megamind is the 16th seed with a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Only only side of the bracket thus far to not have a rotten movie tie. That is true. Um, before this, we compiled the rest of the wildcard list. Let me tell you, there's plenty. <laughs> we'll get to that that's um, all right Those, that's our guilty pleasures list <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one i i was saying nice things about megamind because it's very easily toy story for me wow okay just going straight into it yeah toy story is an icon um 100 rotten tomatoes i mean it's the first toy story it's pixar at their best tom hanks woody allen is it woody allen tim allen tim allen. who's woody allen woody allen's uh Let's look up woody allen he's like an old guy i think Woody Allen, he's a director. Maybe he directed Toy Story. He definitely did not direct Toy Story. He's 84. I told you he was old. I got that part right. He's big old. Yeah, Tim Allen, not Woody Allen. Megamind, definitely a movie, I think, if it came up. I know he plays Woody, so he's Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Megamind is a movie where I think if it had a different matchup in the first round, it definitely would have moved on. Um, I, I will say now, I'm not going to say which movies, but I like Megamind more than some of the other movies in the top 16. Um, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's a good movie. It just sucks that it went up against one of the best animated movies. The best, according to the critics. Yes. All right, so Toy Story 1 is moving on. I will say, um, we only have one Toy Story in here, right? No, Toy Story 3. Two and four. We, we're an odd Toy Story podcast. Interesting. I, I would just say my personal preference would be Toy Story 2. Well, <laughs> this isn't your bracket, Jay. This is our bracket. I also, I haven't seen it in forever, so my bad. Eight versus nine tie. We got the Lego movie, the original, with Brad Pitt. Not Brad Pitt. Chris Pratt. <laughs> I don't know who else is in it. Um, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, Will Ferrell. Great in it. But what do you mean who else is in it? Uh, also Jonah Hill? 
Channing Tatum. I don't remember Morgan Freeman. Things. Will Arnett. It's like Definitely a Batman. Will Arnett. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Charlie Day. I don't know who that is. I'm just reading off the cast list. Yeah, this is great, great voice cast for a Lego movie. Coming up against, uh, I know a movie you have a special place in your heart for, Tyler, <laughs> Moana. I was just looking at Lego. I didn't look who it was going up against, and I literally fell back in my seat. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Moana, the great tale of a lady, oh, a, a girl <laughs> who's one with the water, goes and finds the rock who plays animated version of the rock. Great soundtrack. Soundtrack put together by um, Hamilton's own Lin-Manuel Miranda. Fantastic soundtrack. Sad moments. Riley cried like a baby the first time we watched this. Great story. Good story. Mm. And Lego Bat or <laughs> Lego Batman. Lego movie, though. Definitely a movie when I saw it was coming out, I thought it was going to be terrible. I wasn't going to see it. I was like, they're making a Lego movie? Like, how the hell is this going to work? And it's, I will say, all the Lego movies, which we'll talk about later, because I know you feel a certain way about one of them, I think they knock it out of the park, all the Lego movies. I think they do good. With I think the first Lego movie's good. The second one is okay. We will discuss the Lego Batman movie. Even Lego Ninjago, which I didn't see. See? The trailers made me laugh a lot. I mean, they do good with the, the like, it's almost like childish humor for adults. <laughs> yeah. The Lego Ninjago trailer, the part that made me laugh was... uh. The bad guy is like his dad or something, like the main character's dad, and he calls him Lloyd. His name's Lloyd. Like, hello, <laughs> like he doesn't know his own son's name. He's just like hello, Lloyd. <laughs> I thought it laughed my ass. Off. It's like stupid childish humor that like, even if you're like I don't know, you can be older and still laugh at it. It's funny shit. I will say these both have a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Moana eighty nine percent audience. Lego eighty seven percent audience. So these are very two very close movies tied. Wait, Moana what? Eighty nine. Lego. 87. Oh, okay. Yeah, we definitely ranked those backwards. You ranked those backwards. So Moana's the A seed. Hand up. Either way, it's the same matchup, so it's fine. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with Moana on this one, Ty. Thank you for doing that for me because it's tough, man. I love the Lego movie. Um, Like I said, just the humor in it. It's just great, and it'll have, like, big, exciting moments that then are just, like, very casual, like, it, it subverts expectations with its comedy. Yeah, and then the whole, I remember the, no, I remember, but the whole dynamic of like they interwove the real world into it. They did it a little bit more in number two, but that part kind of was like, oh, okay. Like how everything was kind of happening. Yeah. It was more like, you know, in yeah. their imagination, but not. It was a very good movie, but Moana, great soundtrack, great story. Um, Yeah, we'll discuss. All right. Number Next matchup, number five. What are you laughing at? Read the matchup. Number five, Coco. A Tyler, a movie that when I described the plot to Tyler, almost made him cry. Got teary-eyed just at the synopsis. <laughs> Versus, some would say, the greatest animated movie of all time. Twelve-seated, the Lego Batman movie. So if you are not a uh, longtime listener or a frequent listener within the lines, first of all, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Second of all, you would not know that I have a special place in my heart for Lego Batman, and Tyler, for some reason, just wants to dislike it just because I love it so much. I gave it a very fair chance. I sat down and I watched it. It is not that good. It is it is subpar. I remember, okay, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm, I liked Robin. I thought Robin played hilariously. They had some adult jokes in there I thought played hilariously. I think it was Michael Sarah playing Robin. Yeah, just the whole Batman dynamic kind of took himself too seriously, and the movie was like, 
the movie kind of played off of that a little bit, how Batman movies always take themselves really seriously. And it was like kind of doing that in like a jokingly way. And I just thought it was really funny. I thought it took what was funny about the Lego movie. And I thought it was five times funnier. See, I thought it was, it was all right with the humor, but I didn't think it lived up to the Lego movie. And I thought the story was meh. Okay. Zach Galifianakis as a uh, Joker. All those cameos at the end, all the other villains. That was pretty cool. That was okay. Yeah. All the other Warner properties. Um, Make your case here if you don't want Coco, because it's very obviously Coco. I just made the case for Lego Batman. It's not Coco. The case against Coco. Let me, hold on here. Let's do something here. The case against Coco is they're literally killing a little boy. He's going into the death, death realm. He's dead. How about that? You think about that? I didn't. Jason, what? I'm going to read you something here. Okay. There are big changes brewing in Gotham, but if Batman wants to save the city from Joker's hostile takeover, he may have to drop the lone vigilante thing, try to work with others, and maybe, just maybe, learn to lighten up. Maybe his superhero sidekick Robin and loyal butler Alfred can show him a thing or two. Okay. I don't see a tear in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> you read the Moana, or the Coco version of that? There's a tear in my eye. <laughs> you know, read it for you, Ty. <laughs> Despite his family's generations old ban on music, young Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol Ernesto de la Cruz. Desperate to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in a stunning and colorful land of the dead. After meeting a charming trickster named Hector, the two new friends embarked on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's family history. <laughs> Tune up. No, yeah, I think it, it, it's got to be Coco. The whole dynamic about... I'll, I'll talk about it in next rounds i don't want to spoil too much coco talk right now but it's coco lego batman is a great movie but i gotta recognize real recognized real and i recognize coco as a great movie i appreciate that next matchup fourth seeded toy story 3 versus the 13th seeded shrek now before we talk about these two movies ty i just want to say that i the more i've let it sit toy story 4 was kind of miss miss uh underwhelming i should say not a huge fan of it I thought it was I thought it was the funniest of the four Toy Stories, but I also thought it was the worst. Um, Duke Kaboom was the best part of the movie. Oh, he's great. I also uh-huh. loved uh, Keen Peel as a little stuffed animals. Yes, but they the, did great. The story itself was kind of it felt forced. It felt like they had to make another movie, and the reason it felt forced is because Toy Story three felt like the perfect end to the Toy Story trilogy. One hundred percent agree, and it should have been. It should have been the perfect end. They should not have made a fourth, and they were like making up like in the the like tour for the fourth one, the media tour. They're like, oh, like we couldn't finish. We are crying like, oh, such a sad ending. No, no, you already did that sad ending and it was in Toy Story 3. Yeah, I know. I didn't cry at this ending. I know Riley cried. It's not saying much. Um, Toy Story 3 ending? Toy Story 4. Toy Story 3, I definitely cried. Oh, okay. Yeah, Toy Story 3, you know, they have the one scene where they're all going in the little incinerator and you think they're going to die. That scene's sad. And then just the whole scene of Andy giving his toys away to the Bonnie. Balled my eyes out. Still think this, I think this movie, like, I think this movie came out five years later than it did. <laughs> um, yeah, still this movie came out in 2016, according to Tyler. <laughs> Every year, the release date just goes up one. Um, but Shrek, man. Give Shrek some love. Shrek's an iconic movie. It it truly is. In, a jo- in an era of Disney just dominating everything, Shrek is the one DreamWorks property. I mean, nowadays they have How to Train Your Dragon and everything. You know, Kung Fu Panda gets some love, but Shrek is the one franchise that went toe to toe with Disney in terms of just 
marketability, revenue, just popularity amongst kids. You know, I would say there was a point in my life where I liked Shrek more than I liked any Disney movie. That absolutely was a point in my life. I used to watch this movie on repeat as a child. <laughs> I loved Shrek. Riley rewatched Shrek a few weeks ago. I did not realize how damn funny Donkey was. Now that I've gotten older and it's like, because it's like a little bit hum- like adultish, not like super adult humor, but just like you appreciate it more when you're older. Like Donkey was hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Eddie Murphy did phenomenal in this, which is weird. I was looking at Eddie Murphy's career. He like doesn't act much, but like the stuff he does do it usually isn't great. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, it's like you almost think he has like a high standards, but he definitely doesn't. It's like he's very <laughs> pick and choosy, and then he does Doctor Doolittle one and two, and it's like those are funny movies, but and like yeah, like Shrek, like Donkey, like or Mulan, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I guess voice acting roles are a lot less like strenuous. Yeah, then you just go in, record your lines, and have that be that. But it's just, well, it's just crazy how little he works. If you look at like his, you know, his you know line of work, like. There's a lot of years where he's not really doing anything. So that's why you would think that he's being picky, but I I don't know. I guess he just likes doing voice acting. He's great as Donkey, though. No, fantastic as Donkey. Um, uh, oh, my know, God. Man. John Lithgow is Lord Farquaad? I love him. He's the old. He's the dad from Daddy's Home 2, Will Ferrell's dad. Oh, shit. He's, dude, I love him. He was in a, I was just telling you before we recorded, I rewatched Campaign, and he was in that as well. He's great. I I didn't realize he was Lord Farquaad. I didn't either. He's great. He's like a creepy asshole in the movie. There's the one scene of uh, him getting a boner for like a flash. Yeah, that that trended on Twitter. This one by far is the most used on Twitter out of all the animated (laughs) movies. Shrek is fucking memed to death and it's it's kept it alive. Also, we can't we can't not talk about Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Ty. Okay. Some would say short short film of the year. What? You never seen that? No. <laughs> All right, let me read you Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life synopsis. <laughs> You've really never seen it? I haven't. Oh god, dude. I don't I, think I'm as deep in the Shrek loops as uh, was, you are. It was a meme. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Um <laughs> Shrek <laughs> I got to show you one of these. <laughs> Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life is a series of green text stories. Okay, so this is the me. Oh, no. I want to show you the video. Hold on. You know what, you know what we're going to do, Ty? We're going to pause the podcast. And I'm going to show you the video. Okay, Ty. <laughs> so what did you think of Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life? <laughs> I want to make a, uh, a quick change. I want to put that in place of the actual Shrek movie <laughs> on our bracket. That is something. If you have not seen that, please... Please look it up. Uh, not safe for work. No, 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 no. safe for my mom. No children. If you're 18 or over, <laughs> please look it up. Okay, so Shrek versus Toy Story. <laughs> um, I, as great as that is, I think I still got to go with Toy Story 3. Yeah, I would agree. I'm a, I like Toy Story. Like I said, 2 is probably my favorite, but Toy Story 1 and 3 still, I think they're both on my top th- five Pixar movies, so... They're fantastic movies. There, there's a reason both of them are in the top four critics-wise. Oh man, oh my chest hurts a little. Ty, I might have Corona. I swear. No, no, no <sighs> Corona pod. You're right. I, I, I said that. So, <laughs> number six seed into the Spider Verse, winner of Best Animated Picture uh, a year ago. Yep. Versus Lion King, winner of Best Animated Picture, however many years ago. I think was nominated for Best Film, if I'm not mistaken. 
Listen, I've never seen Lion King. I've said this before. I've never seen it in English. I've seen it once. I've seen it in French. I've also seen Lion King one and a half. I have also seen... I, I, I know enough about Lion King. I know what happens. I played like a Lion King video game when I was a kid. I know what happens. <laughs> um, I know the new one was terrible. Mostly because it was just a remake of the last one. Um, but I know it's a great story. Some people compare it, I think it's to Hamlet. It has like a very similar story to Shakespeare's Hamlet, which is cool. But into the Spider-Verse. Hmm. Unique movie. Animated unique. Totally different spin on the Spider-Man franchise. Something that they still pulled from the comics, obviously. But a totally different spin that most casual fans didn't even know, like, you know, that was actually a thing. Kind of opened the door for people's understanding of a Spider-Verse in potentially the MCU with Venom and all that. Absolutely. Oh, shit. I just realized, what if that's how they explain how, like, Peter Parker interacts with Venom and all them? Is like, that's a different Spider-Verse. Could be. Anyways. They could have Tom Holland show up in the next Spider-Verse movie. That would be really trippy. fuck people's minds up. That would be trippy. Um, I was did not have high expectations for this movie going in, mostly because I thought the animation style would just hurt my head. Um, it didn't. Not at all. Because I'm someone who's very sensitive to 3D, so I thought this would hurt my eyes. It didn't. Uh, the story was great. You know, uh, Spider Ham, great. <laughs> He's the Korg version of animated movies to me. I have a Spider Ham shirt, so and a Funko Pop. It's wonderful. Best scene in the movie is they're all in Aunt May's house. You know, and they're fighting, and she's all scared about everything breaking. It's like, oh, look at them. Oh, they broke this. Oh, they broke this while fighting. And they just show Spider-Ham grabbing one of her fine china and smashing it over his head and while not fighting anyone. It doesn't show it in the center of the screen. you got to see it. you got to look for it. And it's wonderful. Oh, so good. Um, but Lion King, like I said, I've only seen it in French, and I was not impressed. So I will say the new Lion King makes me appreciate the original Lion King much more. Yeah. New Lion King, that. I was not a fan of, and that's because the the emotion that you get out of animating animals as opposed to making them look realistic. Yeah, and this is a very emotional story. Um, I mean, it kid's fucking dad dies. Yeah, and then he has to take over and be, you know, the he's got to be the the best. Very fucking iconic soundtrack. Um, so it. Sorry to interrupt, but it did not win. I don't even think it won Best Animated. I don't. It. I don't think they did it then. And it was not nominated for Best Movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a fixed false claims by Jason. It got like, um, original score though. We can tell you what you're saying. Sorry to interrupt. Great soundtrack. There's a lot of great movies on it. Movies. What the fuck am I saying? Great music. Great songs. Yeah. Um. It is a really good story, and it's something that I think absolutely holds up today. Yeah. For how old it is. Um, but I don't know if it was groundbreaking at the time it came out. Yeah, it came out before we were born, so I don't know either. It was very old. I think it's the oldest one on our list. 95. <clears throat> but Spider-Verse for me was a movie that the visuals and animation style was unlike any other mm-hmm. um, you know, animated movie before. and It was super unique, but it looked great. Yeah. The story was fantastic, and it did something that you haven't seen and a lot of people consider it the best just flat out spider-man movie of all time hmm. i'm not saying you have to i'm saying there no, are I know. plenty of I know. people who do i'm just uh, yeah i'm just interested about that and i think it is who continue sorry i'll look it up well i was gonna say my vote is spider-verse well no my i was gonna ask who because obviously it's a sony property but i just looked up sony animation and it didn't come up so i'm trying to see who made it 
It was Sony. Yeah, but they might have like a different division of animation or something. Um, it was. No, it says Sony Pictures Animation. Yeah. Why did it not pop up when I looked it up? Because they're coming out with a new movie. Oh, franchises. I was looking at the wrong thing. I'm stupid. Why don't they show <laughs> a list of movies? They're coming out with a um <clears throat> a new movie coming out. Connected. That's what it is. That also has a very... Is it Connected? Um, that also has a very unique um, animation style. Like It's not like Into the Spider-Verse, but it's almost like a... Like if you just look up pictures of it it like it, it looks like a children's book kind of but oh, like animated whoa. to life looks trippy yeah so they're they're definitely they're trying new things like Great new animation here. styles um and into the spider verse was kind of the first endeavor in that and i agree it's moving on yeah we can talk about it some more uh later i rewatched like 30 minutes of spider-man one sam Raimi spider-man mm-hmm. the other day and, like, dude, the freaking – it's crazy how bad the visual effects are compared to now. Like, I don't knock it for that, obviously, because of the time, but it's just – it's crazy. Do they look that bad? Yeah. There's one scene Riley pointed out to me, and I had to tell her, like, remember, this movie was made, like, 20 years ago almost. It was, like, the – the what is it? Uh, his Oscorp or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a shot of, like, his building or his factory, whatever it is. And it's just so apparently CGI. Uh-oh. Like, it looked like it was from a video <laughs> game. Like, it was bad. And there was just some scenes where, like, you could just tell compared to today, like, it just didn't look. Like, the scene when he's, there's the parade and he makes the balcony fall and the balcony, like, collapses. You could tell it was, like, an actual proper, like, set piece that collapsed based on how it collapsed. Like, it just looked like something you'd see on, like, the Universal Studios tour. Uh-huh. Whereas now they'd probably CGI that and it would look super realistic. Do, like, practical and a bunch of computer effects to it to make it look yeah. real. Yeah. It's great for its time. Great movie, but yeah, talking about Into the Spider-Verse right now. Only a six scene. I'm surprised by that, considering it won Best Animated Picture, but a lot of high ratings on this. It did have 100% like when I went and saw it. It yeah. had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for a while. Um, must have dropped. Next matchup, third seeded up versus 14th seeded Wreck-It Ralph, the first one. Now, Jason, this is an important matchup. It is. Do you know why? Why? Because our other two brackets, 14 seeds won them. We're not going to tell people people what movie, though, so that way they have to go listen. Yeah, go listen. Up versus Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, so I'm on the record, and I stand by it. Up, I think, is an overrated movie compared to what Pixar does with its other movies. Um, I think it has a very emotional opening scene, and I think that fuels the rest of the movie to where people think the rest of the movie is great. But the rest of the movie, I mean... I didn't see it for a long time. I tried watching it. I fell asleep. I tried watching it again. Fell asleep again. Um, I, I mean, I understand the premise. They're on the island, and the one guy, the bad guy, I don't know his name, with all the evil dogs, is searching for that one like dodo bird-looking thing, Kevin. Yep. And they're like trying to protect it and everything, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I guess it is what it is. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, on the other hand, fantastic movie. Gavin Riley's brother. Who listens to our podcast, by the way, Ty. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been trying to cuss less. Oh, okay. Uh, you could do whatever you want. I don't care. Um, G. Williger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he used to call me Fix-It Felix. So that gave it a special place in my heart. But it was a cool movie. Had all the video game characters. It was just like a video game movie. I love video games. Kind of maybe like a video game version of Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, for sure. Kind of. Bunch um, of Easter egg type things. Yeah. And yeah, 100%. Um, what do you think, Ty? So... 
to to an extent, I can agree with your take on up to an extent. I think it has the fantastic opening, which okay. the best opening of almost any Pixar movie in terms of emotion, where it just punches you straight in the face. Yeah. Um, and then it does get a little slower, but I think it is still very entertaining throughout. Um, the uh the Boy Scout character, he's Randall. Funny. I don't I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Doug the dog is great. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of funny moments. It's still a very good Russell. story, but it does it does slow down after the opening. I think the opening care is the best part of it. Okay. Um, Wreck It Ralph. I also love. It's a great movie. Um, it is great with all like the Easter eggies and the different, you know, uh, video game characters that they introduced. They into it. doubled down on in Wreck It Ralph too, which I loved. I think I liked Wreck It Ralph two more than Wreck It Ralph one. I definitely did not. But <laughs> yeah, you said I just like Disney slop. <laughs> yeah, I did say that, and that's exactly what that movie was, and that's fine. I did, it was good. I just think, don't think it was as good as I just. The first I, one. I like the whole dynamic on Wreck It Ralph too. How like they were trying to do the whole like you're a princess, but you're like they were kind of making fun of their own princess, you know, kind that's of funny. Thing. And she I, had like the song and everything. But my issue with that is they released that in the trailer like months before the movie came out. Yeah, and I was like, whatever. Like it didn't really matter once I saw the movie. That's Which, true. I mean, maybe that's unfair. It is what it is. Uh, this movie, though, I think was great in how it was unique. It's a unique movie where they did, you know, all the video games and everything together. Yeah. And they made that character of a little pixel arcade game turn into a, a 3D animated world, basically. Yeah, and it's a nice, uh, it's a story of someone learning to accept themselves because Penelope is a glitch. Yeah. She learns to utilize her glitch to become the best racer well, in Sugar Candy Land, whatever it's called. It's also Ralph accepting himself. Oh, yeah, because he's the bad guy. Yeah, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> Iconic line. It's a great movie, Ty. I, you know how I feel about Up, and I know a lot of people don't like my stance on Up, but I just, compared to everything else Pixar does, I mean, I'd have to rewatch both of them, but I might have liked Onward more than I liked Up. Onward was a good movie. Onward, Onward just made me sad the whole movie. It didn't punch me in the face like Up. It's just the whole movie I was sad. It's like every, like, ten minutes is like, Oh, yeah, his kid's never met his dad. Just every 10 <laughs> minutes, they had to remind us that. You're just sitting there being happy, and someone just leans over the seat next to you and whispers in your ear. <laughs> um, so you definitely definitely vote Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. For me, I appreciate Up. I like it a lot, and I probably would choose Up, but it isn't as distinct as maybe some other people would think. I think Wreck-It Ralph is a great movie. Um, I think... Up's high point, which is that opening scene, is better than any high point in Wreck-It Ralph. But I do think Wreck-It Ralph's the more consistent movie. Oh, we're going to get a lot of hate for that. Um, Yeah, maybe. Whatever. So for me, they're very close. For you, they're not close, which sounds like our combined choice would be Wreck-It Ralph. When we post this, we're going to get a lot of shit. (laughs) Notably from Conrad. I don't care. Look, people who think Up is a great movie... I mean, it's not that it's not a great movie. I mean, I personally think it's overrated, but... It is a very good movie. You're just letting your emotions uh, dictate your decisions. Sad opening, yeah, I get it. It's emotional. Yeah, they did a great job storytelling in that. The rest of the movie, I'm sorry. It just, I don't I don't know. I think the issue is just that old. he isn't an old man in that opening scene, and you get to see a lot of emotion and life throughout that, and then the rest of the movie, he's kind of this old man where it kind of drags like it's an old man main character. Yeah. Which they do good with the storytelling with that, but that is just an inevitable you yeah. know, 
restriction. Oh, Miko's texting us. Oh. You responded. Boy trying to get trashed on an MLB. Dude, I trash on him all the time. I'm going to get trashed on. Hey, now that you have MLB, we can um do some squad builder videos. I can record it on my Elgato, and then that could be some YouTube content. Let's go. And then I'll edit it and everything. And wreck you and mercy you. Yeah, no, you will. 100%. <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. Moving on over up. Read it and weep, people. Read it and weep. 14 seeds. Gotta watch out for them. <laughs> Next up, Jay. We have the seventh seed, Ratatouille. Movie that Riley is very fond of right now. Riley loves Ratatouille so much right now. She said it's her favorite Disney movie of all time, even over Beauty and the Beast. That, oh, okay, I wouldn't choose Beauty and the Beast. As but the... you know how much she likes Beauty yes, and the Beast. That's yes. what I'm saying. That's a big deal for her. Um, Up against a movie near and dear to my heart. <laughs> the 10 seed Wally. So I've rewatched all of Ratatouille recently. I've also seen bits and pieces of it very frequently in the last month and or two, just because Riley has it on all the time. It's a great, it's a good movie. You know, rats cooking. It's a little uh, suspense of belief a little bit, but I mean, all these movies are kind of suspense of belief, but. Yeah. Toy Story's talking toys. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a little weird dynamic, I think, with Ratatouille because the rest of it is so realistic and then it's just like this one rat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I'm willing to look past that. Uh, the whole thing is, you know, anyone can cook and it's a rat and, you know, whatever. So that's great kind of goes against its own message though if anyone could cook considering the main character luigi cannot cook big time needs the rat it's not really anyone could cook (laughs) it's very large flaw at the center of the plot (laughs) that i've never even considered like maybe you have the rat teach him how to cook yeah maybe the you know the ending should have been like he couldn't have the rat and he had to actually make the meal we just made pixar a better movie (laughs) and then anyone can cook yeah that's a no-brainer that's a no-brainer they absolutely missed out on it could have been like remy because you know he has like the imaginary friend uh whatever his name is gasto yep the chef and it's like remy wants to help wants to help and then gasto's like no remember my saying anyone could cook and like luigi's all freaking out and everything and remy's just like you could do it i believe in you and then luigi makes it boom serves it to him then you get through the whole bullshit of oh they have to close the cut they have to close the restaurant down because they find out like no luigi becomes the cook remy's just kind of there you know, he could also help cook and everything after the fact, but it's him and Luigi. Big and then Gosto's turns into Luigi's or something. Big time. Missed out on a huge, fucking great, great plot there. I swear, we talk about, like, post-credit scenes and remaking movies. We need to make some movies of our own. <laughs> it needs to happen. If someone wants to fund us roughly $20 million, <laughs> we'll make you a great and, film. Yeah. It'll mostly be just us hiring people and just telling them, like, oh, we want to do this. Like hiring. Yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> What's our role? Are we just the, the writers? Um, are I we think, directing or are we hiring someone just, else to direct? I think you just slap an executive producer title on. You really don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, But going up against Wally, Jason. Near and dear to my heart, released on my birthday. Wally <laughs> is, so everything, you know, I said Up had an emotional opening and kind of dragged throughout. Wally all you know, I would say at parts of Wally might be just as emotional, if not close to up. You know, okay. But what's more impressive about Wally is they do it with, you know, no talking for half the movie. You have two robots who do not communicate other than Wally, just saying Wally. You give and this, Eva saying Eva. <laughs> you have this character that can't talk, you know, and he's literally a robot. They give him a personality. Um, you know, you have the whole human element. You the, know, the cricket or yeah, cockroach or whatever. This is very much a movie where 
if you don't tell it correctly, it's going to be really bad. They could have easily had Wally speak robot or whatever to Eva or something, you know. Um, but they didn't. They went for the route not to do that, and they still told a really compelling and a really emotional story. And I think that just that's a big testament. Absolutely. I, I think this movie almost could have worked as like a silent film. Yeah. With how much they animate and show the life out of this inanimate object. It's yeah. a robot, and it very much has a personality, and he doesn't do anything, like, talking-wise to communicate to the audience. But his actions and every way, the way they shoot it and tell the story, it very much comes across to the audience. The scene, too, where he, like, reboots or whatever, and it looks like his personality's gone, and he's like a brand-new Wally. Heart-wrenching. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. Where Eva then, gets the plant and then, like, goes away. Well, yeah, Eva starts with no personality. She starts as just the robot, you know, doing her job that she's programmed for. And then she develops the personality that Wally has at the beginning of the movie. She develops it throughout the movie. Yeah. Without saying anything other than Eva. And it's weird that the, the they made it a very, like, f- a story full of heart in, like, a dystopian future where we completely destroyed the planet. And, like, it's a wasteland of a planet. And they still made that down-to-earth, like, I don't know. Me and Ryan got in this debate a while ago. Um, I posted on Twitter. I won the Twitter poll overwhelmingly, but our thing was, uh, is Wally a movie about humans? And she said, no, it was not. Definitely is. It's about how humans, yeah, the main character is a robot, but it's about how humans messed up the globe and it's their journey back to the globe. Yeah, absolutely. Just glad you agree with me on that. Big time. She said the main story of Wally was robot love. No. <laughs> but, it's definitely part of it, yeah. but it plays a role. The overarching storyline is getting humans back to Earth. But I just want to rub it in, you know, three years later that I was right. Love it. Love to see it. Um, I'm going with the movie near and dear to your heart. Riley's going to be mad that Ratatouille's out in round one. But I'm picking Wally. Um, Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I love Ratatouille. You said it was a good movie. And I stopped you or I corrected you and said great movie. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I really like Ratatouille. But it's Wally. Wally is a fantastic film. And it came out on your birthday. And it came out on my birthday. Oh, sorry. All right. Here's going to be a contentious matchup. Okay. The number two seed, Zootopia. Shocked that it was the two seed. I'm a little shocked, too. Because it's coming up against the 15th seed, Cars. Which, the Cars series gets undeservingly shit on. I was going to say, I didn't realize so many people hated it. I was, I was listening to something this week, like a different podcast or something. Big time shitting on Cars. Look, I understand. Cars 2 was terrible. Yes. I, I never denied that. It ranked as Possibly like the second the worst, worst Pixar movie. It ranked as the second worst on my list just because I had a little bit of Cars bias. And I admitted that. I didn't I didn't have the heart to rank it worst. Okay. It was a it was one of those like ten minute shorts they make for the Disney Channel, but like twenty of them just put together. Yep. It was Mater doing a spy movie. It was, I don't know what it was. It was them trying to make more money and Cars 3, which still wasn't as good as the first one, should have been Cars 2. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that being said, Cars, story of redemption. You have Lightning McQueen, the top of the world. He's the young gun. They have that final race. He gets stuck in Radiator Springs. He has to, you know, he finds out, you know, he kind of he humanizes. He's got to fight to the top and the final race. He's about to win the race. Sees the old veteran break down, crash, turns around. Pushes him to the finish line, so he finishes second. And you got Kachiga, Kachiga guy celebrating, and they're all mad at him. Throw a trophy, hard as shit at his, <laughs> at his fender. Cars, the movie's great. Cars, the video game was great. Great game. It was fantastic. It was I'm a great glad, game. I'm glad you... I'll are. give you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So, Cars, for me, it gets shit on a lot. 
I don't agree with it. I think it's a good movie. I think two and three are not good movies. I think two's really bad. I think three is okay, but I didn't like three that much. I enjoy one. Um, I think the world they built is fantastic. Yeah. The way they, I mean, in this one, they have very much the cars talk and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a human version of the cars, so it's not the same thing as Wally. But they still put a lot of heart and emotion into these cars. Yeah. And they they create a world. You know, they have like the the car group or whatever with like the neon lights and everything that like are when he's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, they create that part and then the entire town, how it's all based around cars. Yeah. Um, it, it's a neat thing. And then it's a very good story. Yeah. Of him being cocky and then coming down to earth. And then right at the end as he's about to get like his, you know, the goal he's always wanted gives it up. It is a little cliche. I will say that as a cars fan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think they told it in a way that felt, it felt different. It felt refreshing. It's it's not, I mean, I wouldn't call it unique or like a game-changing plot, but it's absolutely a good plot. Yeah. Um, it's one we've seen before. I can't think of a movie, but I'm sure there's movies. It's just a it. typical, like a, I mean, I've never seen Rocky. Sorry for anyone who loves Rocky. It feels like a Rocky kind of like top of the world gets beaten down. I don't think that's Rocky. Oh. Well, then. <laughs> um, and then Zootopia, which I will say. Even though we're surprised that it's number two, it's a good movie. Riley was watching a few weeks ago. I caught like 20 minutes of it. It's an interesting story. You know, you have the police officer dream big of being, you know, the the police officer, whatever. She ends up being like a ticket clerk, gets this one gig, this one um, case, I should say, this one case, you know, it's like make it or break it. This is my chance to be a real cop. This huge investigation. All the animals are turning crazy because of some chemical, whatever plot twist. It's the little sheep girl who's been on her side the whole time. I definitely saw that coming. I don't know about you. I don't think I did the first time. I remember seeing it coming. I was slacking. Um, good dynamic of what's his name who does the fox. Did great. I thought his voice acting was phenomenal. What is that guy's name? Jason Bateman, yes. I want to say. Phenomenal as the... What was that? So it's the same guy from Hancock. I just watched recently. He did phenomenal voice acting. Um... It's a good movie, man. Zootopia, it's it's a good movie. I think it's the reason we're surprised it's this high is I think it just gets slept on. You know, it came out the same year as Moana, which even though Moana's lower rated, Moana kind of got the mainstream buzz. Zootopia is one of those weird movies where Disney has so many of these movies. You know, Wreck It Ralph is an example where they don't really market it and they don't really like you go to Disneyland, you don't see Zootopia anywhere. It do, it doesn't feel like a Disney movie almost. If I, that makes I sense. I wasn't even 100% sure it was Disney. Exactly. It's not a Disney Pixar, it's a Disney animated movie. Yeah, but then you have movies like Moana where it's like that's a Disney movie. Tangled, that's a Disney movie. You know, it's like they have these like another example of like it doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Like I always talk about Hercules. Like that you don't see Hercules stuff anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and even that's an older one and I feel like you either have Pixar which if this movie was Pixar and they did it different, like it would get marketed. And then you have like Disney princess movies. And Moana kind of falls under that princessy kind of thing. It kind of does. And I think this one isn't a Disney princess movie, but it's not Pixar. So I, I agree. I think it does get forgotten about a little bit. I'm trying um, to think of other Disney movies where that's the case, but I'll have to look at a list. Yeah. And, you know, while we were saying, I think I liked how Cars built the world. Mm-hmm. Zootopia does even even better job of yeah. world building. In terms of, you know, all these animals live together and you have the rainforest area and the city area. And then she, you know, she grew up in like the country area and like the different animals that come from each place. Yeah. Fantastic. What's the movie that pretty much, oh, Sing, where it was like the animal yeah. metropolitan. <laughs> metropolitan. It's the, it's the musical Zootopia. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> Disney movie that doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Bolt. 
Yeah. Forgot it was a Disney movie. Chicken Little. I didn't know Chicken Little was a Disney movie until like a year ago. You're shitting me. I swear. No, you're shitting me. It's a Disney movie. Yes. I did not think that. <laughs> See? That's another great movie. That should have been on here. Yeah, I didn't even think about Chicken Little, but yeah, it doesn't feel like a Disney movie. No. You ever see Chicken Little African Disneyland? I don't. Big time, no. That's gonna be that's gonna be one of those in a few years. Zootopia is gonna be the Chicken Little. <laughs> I'm gonna forget about it. And that's unfortunate because it's a great movie. But is it a better movie than Cars, Ty? Yes. Oh, that hurts my heart. For me, I think again, Cars does have the cookie cutter plot. Zootopia at least at least attempts a bait and switch. Maybe you didn't appreciate it as much as I did, but uh, it does switch it up. I think the story of kind of similar to Ratatouille, where it's like no matter what, if you set your mind to it, like anyone can cook, anyone can be a police officer if they want to. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter what, and it shows that like she worked her her little bunny tail off for it. <laughs> um, and I think it is a great movie. I think I appreciate the storytelling. I appreciate the world building. And I think it slightly beats Cars. Everything you just said, I I still can't go against Cars. I just can't. I love Cars, and if you want to stand with Zootopia, that's fine. But I might have to call a tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to call a tiebreaker because I I I won't do it. I think Cars is a good movie. I think Zootopia is a better movie. Okay, so Miko was a tiebreaker last week. Who should be the tiebreaker this week? I was about to call Ben, but he'll try to talk for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you have Evan Bricker's number? He always wants to be on the pod. This could be his shot. Or should we just keep the running joke of not letting him be on the pod? <laughs> let's call Brandon. No, no, Brandon probably hasn't seen any either of the movies. No, let's call Brandon. Let's see. Let's see if he answers. I, I, didn't, I didn't listen how this sounded when I edited the podcast. Oh, sure, it's fine. It sounds good in the headphones. not at work right now right that was like 8 30 no we raced on rancho road i saw him at like two o'clock he smoked me damn it's unfortunate <laughs> you got paddle shifters on your steering wheel did nothing i did add at least five horsepower yes poppy <laughs> brandon have you seen cars in zootopia the first cars movie have i seen cars the the pixar movie the animated movie yeah cars who hasn't okay <laughs> have you seen zootopia yeah what's the better movie First cars only. The first cars. You're on the podcast right now. You're our tiebreaker. Ooh, that's a tough one because Zootopia is a good movie, but I'd have to go with cars because it's classic. All right. Thank you, Brandon. You sided with me. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I think that was a little biased. You called a family member. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did realize as I was calling him that Brandon is a big cars guy. So I was like, oh, that might seem a little biased. Whatever, man. I don't agree with it, but it moves on. You know, we'll start at the bottom. We'll talk about cars right away again. Wally versus cars. As much, you know, talk about it. Wally versus cars. Cars, good movie. <laughs> maybe shouldn't be where it's at right now. <laughs> Wally, great movie. Maybe if cars, maybe if the cars didn't talk in cars, it would be at the level of Wally. Cars is my number one Pixar movie of all time. We did a controversial Pixar episode. Make sure you listen to that if you haven't already. About a year ago now. Mm, yes. Cars is at the top of my list. You know what else was at the top of my list? Was it Wally? Wally, I think, was like number three. It was a great movie. And for me, it's it's a miles above Cars. Well, that's what I'm going to say is I have a personal bias towards Cars, but I can also admit that Wally is probably the better made movie. Um, not probably, definitely. 
And even though I like cars more and I have a little bit of personal bias towards cars, I would also probably say, you know, all things considered, I would say it's a tie. Therefore, your vote is the only vote that matters. Therefore, Wally moves on to the next round. Fair enough. That's me letting cars lose but not picking against it. I like it. In <laughs> in defense of that tiebreaker and everything, I think Wally also beats Zootopia for me. So, Oh, yeah. This was inevitable. Well, yeah. Obviously, for me, cars beat Zootopia, then and Wally beat cars. Then. It was inevitable. Moving on, Ty. Should we go back up to the top, or are you going top, bottom to top? I'm still bottom? going bottom to top. Okay. Number six seed, Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. Versus the number 14 seed, Wreck-It. Ralph. Team of Destiny. Look, Ty, I want to drag. I want to drag this out. I really do. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it yet. Spider versus Wreck-It Ralph. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Wreck-It Ralph is a great film. It is. It does a lot of great things. It does. It is unique. Both these movies very unique. Yes. One of these is better. Wreck-It Ralph. One of these is a significantly better movie. Both great. One of them is significantly great wreck it ralph right it is not wreck it ralph jason did wreck it ralph win best animated picture no. i'm gonna go best with no. animated picture i think it was 2015 it came out 2015 that's frozen oh wreck it ralph came out 2012 that's your toy story 3 moment wow <laughs> i didn't think it was that old uh oh 2012 so I think it's the 13, 2013 Academy Awards. Brave won in 2013. Toy Story 3 won in 2011. 2012, <gasps> Rango. It is better than Rango and Brave. I've never seen Rango. It's weird. It's a weird movie. Johnny Depp is a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's into the Spider-Verse. As much as I have personal biases towards Wreck-It Ralph, it's into the Spider-Verse. I also have biases towards Spider-Man. Come on now. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Spider-Verse moving on. Oh, I am not excited oh. for that next matchup. Uh-huh. I don't like doing this. <laughs> next year, we just got to get more followers and make people on Twitter decide, because I don't <laughs> like deciding. And then we'll just discuss their decisions. <laughs> next up, we have the fifth-seeded Coco versus the fourth-seeded Toy Story 3. Both heart-wrenching stories in their own way. Coco, you got the story of the boy trying to figure out his family. He thinks Ernesto de la Cruz is his great-grandpa-papa that left his grandma Coco. I also got a grandma named Coco. Turns out, no, Ernesto de la Cruz, evil. Bad motherfucker. The guy who was his grandpapa was the other guy he met, which I will say that's a little bit ironic. Or not a lot ironic. A little bit convenient that the one guy you happen to be hanging out with the entire time is your grandpapa. Well, it's destiny. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he finds out that he left Grandma Coco and something happened. I don't even remember what happened. Ernesto De La Cruz lied. It wasn't really his song. He stole his music. Yeah. Gave him no credit for it. And Miguel goes back, sings this Remember Me song remember to me. Grandma Coco. She says, Papa. And they remember him so he doesn't die in the afterworld. They start putting him on the, um, what's the Dia de los Muertos? Dia de los Muertos. Dia. Day of the Dead. Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> I don't think you're saying that right, but I'm not going to try. No, so. the the things they put for the Dia de los Muertos with oh, all the like pictures. The, like the shrine things. Like, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> they put him back on that 
and he's not forgotten about so he doesn't die in like the afterworld or whatever because that's the whole story is if you if you you know if they don't once, remember you in the no human world you. you die which that's kind of sad it's very sad an altar i guess it's just an altar this is uh hacienda no that's house <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see that online. I just came in my head. I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's Mikasa is house. Well, my there's home. this place called Taco La Hacienda and I thought it, I think it means taco house. Hacienda definition. A large estate or plantation. Oh, we talking mansion with a dwelling house. <laughs> Hacienda has a casa <laughs> on the side. <laughs> well, no, I think Hacienda Okay, I think <laughs> This is not taking any Spanish. I think Hacienda would be saying house, but casa is your home. You can build a house. The casa. You live in a home. Yeah. The casa is where the heart is. (laughs) The Hacienda is just the structure. Yes. (laughs) Versus Toy Story, which the sad story, toys are dying. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Toys are dying. They're changing owners to a little girl. What are you thinking? I'm thinking this sucks. <laughs> I think Coco's a a great movie that tackles death. Yeah, and in a very interesting way too. A very unique way, almost kind of like a little like because it's obviously um paying homage to the Mexican cultures and everything, but it yep. kind of is like a if you really think of it, it's kind of like a little bit religious, religious like not without being blatantly, but the whole belief afterlife belief like you know yeah. what I mean? That's something people be- absolutely believe. Two point, and I they think- did it without being like religious preachy and everything yeah i think um because pixar's making the movie soul yeah whenever that gets released and that's kind of the same thing i think that's more like um is it buddhism or something where they believe you're born again yeah reincarnation yeah and that's gonna be in soul and this one was kind of more like the afterlife and stuff um but again a great movie that tackles it but toy story 3 also tackles growing up and you know moving on from childish things Mm-hmm. We were 12 years old when this movie came out. I thought so I was, was, prime I thought I was 17. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're, they're both fantastic stories. Both made me cry a lot. <laughs> I know what my vote is, Ty. My vote is Coco. Toy Story 3 of the first three. Toy Story 3 ranks number three in my Toy Story rankings. Coco top two. No, in the Toy Story oh, Toy franchise, Story rankings. Oh, it ranks number three. Okay. I go Toy Story 2, Toy Story 1, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4 is my rankings. And I just think Coco... I agree with four. I, I, just, I think Coco is emotional. I think it's so uniquely different. And as great as Toy Story 3's storytelling is, it is a sequel. And in terms of original storytelling, I have to give it to Coco. I agree. Thanks, Ty. I do. I, it, <laughs> it sucks because Toy Story 3 is fantastic, and I love that movie, and I love you know when it came out. Um, but I think Coco has so much more to it. Now, here's a test. Did Coco rank higher than Toy Story 3 on your decades list? My decades list? Yeah, because we did best animated movie of the decade. It absolutely did. I think Coco was like... Two. So that, that should be your answer right there. Yeah, but we're not going off decades list. Decades list, I, I made some, some thought-out process it wasn't here. just your opinion it was also awards and stuff yes this is just okay. my heart for the bracket okay <laughs> that way we're not rehashing content toy story i mean coco's moving on it'll be interesting who it plays next because next it plays either toy story one can it take down the entire franchise 
or will the entire franchise lose in the in the quarterfinals? Can he takes on Moana? Can even make it to the final sixteen? That's quick math for you right there. Four times four. <laughs> Toy Story <laughs> versus Moana, the number one, one hundred percent seed versus Moana, the so, ninth seed. Toy Story. That's is that the first Pixar film? Yes. Okay, I thought so. So it kicked off Pixar. Yes. Um, great story. Yep. Um, it was groundbreaking the type of animation when it came out mm-hmm. doesn't really look great today no it does not <laughs> um sid's fucking weird <laughs> that guy is something it's good it's very unique it's great storytelling and then we have moana which is a sort of disney princess but not really yeah um it's like a it's kind of a weird thing where it's like a disney princess but it's a disney princess it's like that whole like i don't need no man yeah absolutely which is fine just it has The Rock in his best role. <laughs> okay. Great, great, great soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I've been on record of saying that this deserves to be bigger than Frozen. Yeah. Frozen had a couple of good songs. Absolutely take the Moana soundtrack over the Frozen oh, yeah. soundtrack. I'm I'm a Lin-Manuel Miranda fan, Ty. When, if you ever see Hamilton, which... I want to see, what is the Great Great Heights or Into something? Into the Heights. Into the Heights. Yeah. That looks good. That's based off his musical. Well, I know. That's why I brought it up. They're making a Hamilton. Uh, they're making a Hamilton movie, apparently. Yeah, I don't know if I'll see that. Why it's Hamilton? It's like history. No, dude, it's good. I'm sure it is. It's good. If you ever see Hamilton, you'll become a fan. If you ever win ten dollar Hamilton tickets, you'll be a fan. I will. If I get ten dollar <laughs> Hamilton tickets, I'll see them. Um. But yeah, great soundtrack. Um. The "You're Welcome" song is great. You see the line where the sky meets the sea. It calls me. Shiny. Shiny. Oh, that's like a David Bowie type song, which Shiny. I think I think uh, Lin Manuel Miranda said that song was inspired by David Bowie. Um, there's the one where she finds the boat. It's see got the, cool. Like, see the line where the sky meets the sea. No, it's it a calls me. It's a different one. <laughs> I sing that song it's so much. Drums. I'm not that, even that lie. is way better than Let It Go. Oh yeah, way better. Oh yeah, not even competition, dude. I'll be in the shower singing, singing that song. Yeah, absolutely. I, they, you know, I said we're not going to talk about it, but you're supposed to, for some reason, you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds now. That's the song why. I sing. That's that's a great choice. <laughs> that's a fantastic choice. <laughs> um, but Toy Story, iconic. It kind of kickstarted this whole 3D animation thing. It's innovative. It's a new story. So, when we did our Pixar list, Moana's not Pixar. It was not on the list. Yes. I remember after that list... You bringing up the movie Moana, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't put it on my list, because I love it so much. You, you do. I'm choosing Moana. Are you really? I think Moana is the better movie. I think Toy Story is great. I think it is unique. for. Well, it was unique. I mean, it's been done four times now. I think it's a very good movie, but I think if you watch these movies back-to-back, side-by-side, no no nostalgia... Side by side, Moana is the better movie. I think it's heartwarming with the grandma and the girl supposed to lead her island and doing what she believes in even when people are telling her not to going on this adventure. Um, I think The Rock is great in it and someone, you know, who completely lost confidence in himself <laughs> regaining it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were making a statement about The Rock. Like, no, being no, kind no. of like a low-key rock hater here recently. no. <laughs> Um, I thought you were about to say someone who lost confidence in him as an actor, being you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I think Moana is the better story. 
And it also has a fantastic soundtrack to go with the better story. See, I can appreciate the great things about Moana. It does have a great soundtrack. <sighs> Toy Story is iconic, but for me, I I think Toy Story 3 is better than Toy Story 1. I don't. And I would think, I think Toy Story 1 is better than Moana. This is an issue. We already had one tiebreaker. I don't, I, I'm confused right now, Ty. I, again, I love Toy Story. I love it for what it is. But, I really fucking like Moana. See, Moana's good, but it doesn't stand out to me. That absolutely stands out. I think it was like number 10 on my best animated movies of the decade list. And Toy Story 3, which I think is worse than Toy Story 1, was like number 3. Let's, let's do a little fact check. I'm not even too sure. Um, I just, you know, Toy Story, I grew up watching Toy Story. Mostly Toy Story 2. My internet's broken. The reason why I like Toy Story 2 more is because I think Toy Story 2, you get more of Buzz being like Buzz instead of Buzz being like that character who doesn't know anything about his surroundings. I like that version of Buzz more, the the complete version of Buzz. And then Toy Story 3, you get freaking Spanish Buzz, so you don't really get Buzz that much. And then Toy Story 4, you kind of get him. Um, but Toy Story 2 is kind of mostly Buzz's movie, so I think that's why I like it the most because Buzz was my favorite. But Toy Story 1, man, I mean, it's it's just... So, I'm not going to say what my one and two are. My number three was Moana. Your number ten was Moana. Yeah, I know. I had Toy Story 3 at five. You had Toy Story 3 at two. I think I had it above Coco, and I picked Coco last round. Um, <laughs> I might yes. not even have Coco on the list. I don't even I remember. thought you didn't, but it was you had Coco at five, and you had Toy Story 3 at two. I had Coco at two. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> what do you want to do here? I don't know. I don't know if I could take, if I cannot say Toy Story. Are we going to have to do another tiebreaker? Is there someone to call or are we just going to go, go random number generator here? Miko's probably playing. Well, we already had Miko. I could call Riley in here real quick, but I don't know if you want to do. Would you have her vote? Yep, let's get Riley. Okay, let me just um call her phones and tell her to come in here. Voice call, speaker. Riley. Oh, Tyler's just going for the yelling method. <laughs> she sent me a voicemail. It's because she heard me yell for her. Now I'm a FaceTimer. Dang, I'm looking kind of handsome right now. It's distracting trying to do the pod with you sitting across from me, Jay. Can you come here real quick, please? Wow. Dang, bro. She straight hung up on you. Yeah, I know. That's kind of rude. Oh, Ty. Not ty, showing ty. her the bracket? I'm not. I'm not going to tell her who no voted on who. I appreciate that. Okay, so I picked. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, you're a tiebreaker. I'm not going to tell you who picked what. We are We are stuck, and we refuse to meet in the middle. I'm not going to tell you who picked what. The movies in question are Toy Story... And Moana. Yes. yes. Would you like to talk in the mic and give your vote, please? You could. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Welcome you to the podcast. You can even explain it a little. Um, I pick Toy Story because I've seen Moana too many times, and um, it's don't, just not good after that much that many times. Don't, don't don't no 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 no. Give her the mic back. What? Just better made movie, not For personal preference. 
first time watching? You haven't seen them, and you put them side by side. You watch them back to back right now. First time watching both of them, yeah. Never seen either of them. Which one's the better movie? Moana. I picked Toy Story. Thank you, Riley. And I wanted you to re-explain because I didn't think your reasoning was fair to Tyler. It wasn't fair, and I appreciate that. Can't just say I'm worn out on a movie. That's why it's not good. <laughs> it, it, it's facts. It was worn out. If you've seen the movie five times a day. Yeah, her, her cousin Ben uh, would have to watch it every single day every single or else day. he'd cry. You knew that. You knew that when you called her in here and you had your guilty conscience eating away at you. And that's why you actually, had to rehash it. Thank you, Riley. Actually, I thought she'd pick Moana right away because how much she liked it when we saw it in theaters. It's great. It's a great film. <sighs> Taking down the one seed. What are you doing? What is that supposed to mean? You could talk. It was the ocean. It calls her. <laughs> Damn. Right. That's wild, bro. Moana moving on. That's wild, bro. Moana number nine seed taking on Coco, the number five seed. Yes, it is. We want to talk that one first? Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't even think Moana should be here? I don't. I don't make it very simple. Moana was number three on my animated list. Coco was number two. I love both of these movies, but Coco gets my vote. All right. So final four, by the way, of animated movies all time. Moana, Coco, Sp- Into the Spider-Verse, and Wally. Can't That's go wrong final there. four. That's four great fucking movies. We could go wrong with Moana. No, we cannot go wrong there. I'd like to see a Toy Story 2 in there maybe, but it's okay. Maybe next year. <laughs> um, all right. The other finals matchup, a semifinals matchup, Into the Spider-Verse 6 seed versus Wally, the 10th seed. Now there's no looking back at the decade list, okay? Because <laughs> Wally wasn't in this decade. Separate decade. So what do we think, Ty? 2006? 2008. I think you're right. I am right. I know 100% certainty I'm right. Okay. Am I right? You are right. <laughs> you were 100% certain, so I didn't think I even had to do that. How are we feeling, Ty, though? Mm-hmm. These are two mm-hmm. powerhouses. Absolutely great movies. Um, You can't go wrong with either one of them. Wally, great story. Great, great tale. Mm-hmm. Um, just the storytelling on it is just phenomenal. The animation the, the, actually is pretty good for it being a mid- For the time. It holds up nowadays. Yeah. A decade old. Absolutely. I like the shots on Earth and then the shots in space, too. Yeah. Um, visual storytelling was the word I was looking for. Absolutely. Great visual storytelling. Absolutely. In an animated movie. It's hard to do. It is. Um, and then we have Spider-Verse, which is great storytelling, great visuals, and a comic book movie, which I love. <laughs> we do love ourselves some comic book movies. And I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to hide that fact. <laughs> I mean, we love comic book movies so much that it was its own um, part of the bracket. Yes. And then the one that isn't in the bracket is making a run in another part of the bracket. <laughs> Was there any comic book uh, comedies? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, here's the thing. Wally's fantastic. I know what my vote is already. Spider-Verse is fantastic. And I can't decide. So I'm glad you have your vote. Wow. Because I need, I need to hear what you have to say, and then I'll decide. <sighs> I think... I think it's Wally. Why is that? I just think when I watch Wally for the first or for the tenth time, I 
feel like I go on more of an emotional journey. Um, Into the Spider-Verse is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic movie. It was, you know, it was up there on our best animated movie of the decades list. I'm not going to say which spot, just in case it comes up in the finals. In case we decide to move it on. But it's a great, (laughs) fantastic movie. You know, it's something we like, comic book movies. They did something fresh with the comic book scene, which can be hard to do. Um, Innovative in in the way it was animated. But, I mean... I, just something about Wally. I feel like it's a better story, and I feel like Spider Verse is a good story. I just feel like Wally makes me feel more Ty. It absolutely does. I will say the one thing with Spider Verse, they have the Uncle Aaron scene, which is yeah. sad, um, and then the dad coming up to the door and him not being able to talk to the dad, and the dad saying like, you know, I love you. You don't have to say it back. Yeah. Um, it was it was there is emotion in it, but Wally has a lot more. Yeah. Um. I think some of the shots and visuals in Wally again still hold up well today. I think visually Spider Verse is more appealing. Yeah. Um But yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine moving Wally on. And I I'll be honest, I have a a little bit of a bias towards a movie like Wally, which is every Pixar movie except for the sequels, where it's something original. Like Into the Spider Verse is original, it's fresh in the superhero thing, but it still has a source material. It's original in a way. It's yeah. original using a character everyone knows and loves. Yeah. Um, it's a new version of that character. Yeah, and yeah, Miles Morales might not be, you know, something casual fans know about, but it's banking on the biggest thing at the box office right now. Yeah. You know, in superheroes. Um, so it's not completely original like a Pixar movie. So we're moving Wally on? I think we're moving Wally on. Wow. Two Pixar movies in the finals. Five and ten seed. Five seeded Coco versus the tenth seeded Wally. Both of these are just top notch movies. They are. Both make you feel. I think both are um I, I I mean I don't know how people feel about either of these movies, but I do feel like both of them are criminally underrated. I don't think Coco's underrated. I think everyone loves Coco. I just feel like when like you think of Pixar, everyone's like, "Oh, Incredibles." Oh, I think that's the the nostalgia factor. Oh, but like, no one says, "Oh, Wally." Oh, Coco. And I feel like that should be. Even this decade, like, oh, you know what's a movie? I'm surprised isn't on this list. Let's see here. Why isn't Inside Out on this list, Ty? We need to ask ourselves that question. That's a great movie. Oh well, I think we discussed it. And uh, maybe maybe we decided to go a non-Pixar route. Yeah, probably. Because it was nothing but Pixar at one point. <laughs> I mean, maybe it could have made up for a wasted spot going up against Coco in the first round. <laughs> um, oh, man. I don't know, man. Both of these are just great, heartwarming stories. Yeah. Um, one of them has to do with humans and our arrogance and fucking up a planet. Yeah. The other has to do with humans and the passing of relatives and loved ones. And remembering those loved ones. Definitely. Um, it also does a really good job of showing, like, Hispanic culture. Yeah. And the Day of the Dead and that kind of stuff. And then the visuals on it are fantastic. The city. Oh, yeah, that opening scene where it took them months to animate that one scene. That was them definitely flexing their muscles. That was their one, like, look what we could do scene. Yeah, um, that that's what took up the time. I don't know when that movie came out, but that's why Onward didn't look that good was because they were working on that one scene from Coco. <laughs> Wally though, I think for its time was also doing a little flexing their muscles like that uh I mean, I could be completely wrong here, 
but I feel like this is something I saw in a YouTube video once, so I'm just going to roll with it like it's fact. Love it. Something about that space scene where they're shooting off the fire hydrant and you see like the fire hydrant um, stuff like floating in space. I think that animation was something new they had to create. And that was them like flexing their muscles. Well, I know. I think Pixar tries to do something wrong. new with each movie yeah. to flex their animation muscles. I believe Coco is the skeleton movement and the bones and everything. Yeah. Um, maybe something with music too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that with Wally. I think that's what it was. I, I want to say, I don't know. Is it a fire hydrant? No, a fire extinguisher, not a fire hydrant. Yeah. I'm stupid. Um, I do think it's not as vibrant, colorful, but on Earth, there's a lot of like wide shots of all the trash and everything and the destroyed city and stuff. I think it's intentionally not colorful though. That's Whereas what I'm Coco, saying. Yeah, is Coco intentionally. is intentionally vibrant. Those shots are still incredible in Wally, and I'm sure it took forever to animate and they're great shots, but it's just not as vibrant for a reason. Yeah. Um Oh man. It's tough, Ty. I know I know what I would pick. I know what I would pick too. And for me, it's near and dear to my heart, Jason. <laughs> I, I got to go with Wally. I love Coco. I love the music of it. I love the storytelling and the, the culture of it. But when you look at Wally, it's just a great movie. I was fine letting it beat Spider Verse. Yeah. Spoiler alert Spider Verse beat Coco. Yeah, Wally, again, the storytelling they do without talking is just. It takes a lot of talent to do that. You know, you got to write a great story. You do that wrong, then it's terrible. Um, I mean, Coco, I mean, they could have ran the same story and just, I mean, it was kind of an easier thing to make sad, I guess. Not yeah, to say. Yeah, it, it's dealing with the loss yeah. of loved It's, de- ones. it's hard mean, to do in the right way, but it's definitely has a, a. It's built into their story. Yeah. Look, what I was going to say, if it came down to it, in my eyes, Spider-Verse and Wally. Was would have been my final if I had to rank them. I know, agree. I think Coco would have been a great three. Yeah, I think Coco would get the bronze. Spider Verse would be the silver, and Wally would be the gold. Well, actually, yeah, Wally would be the gold. I don't know why I was saying well, actually. Damn, so I'm bro. going with Wally. Wally winning our animated bracket. Wally coming in from the ten seed, double digits. We haven't had a single digit winner. Two fourteen seeds, which shall not be named, and a tenth seed. Moving on to the final four which is coming at you in two weeks. Absolutely insane. Which, which will actually be April by then, but that's okay. So, we have one more bracket left, Jay. The wild card bracket. Wild card bracket is just a, a hodgepodge of whatever movies we had left that we wanted to throw in here. Mm-hmm. We have some non-English speaking movies. That I subtitles. still haven't seen. We have some, some, it's actually a comic book movie, but not really. Um, Our six seed. Oh, okay. Um, we got action. We got sci-fi. We have Roco. Rom rom. What is that called? Rom com. Rom Roco. Um, sports. We got a couple sports. That was my suggestion to have at least two sports movies in there, and we we do. I think you could even make the argument for three. Yeah. Um, a war movies in there. Couple war movies. Both what. Well, Spoiler alert, two World War movies. I'm only seeing one here, Ty. Five seed and seven seed. Oh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also a movie about a guy who has a universal remote control that controls his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. 
should be fun. It should be fun to uh, do that bracket. And then once that one is announced and we have our four final winners, Jason, I don't know if we discussed this. I discussed this with Riley. <laughs> We're watching all four of these movies. Okay, I have a clarifying question. Let's say I watch a movie I haven't seen yet for the wild card round so I could judge it. Do I have to watch it again after the bracket? Because I'm obviously going to watch it from – there are two movies I have to watch. Two? Three. Three? I've, you're going to hate me for this. I've never seen The 10th Seed. Oh, brother. <laughs> what the fuck, Jay? I know. I'm not proud of it. I tried watching it yesterday on Vudu, but you have to rent it. But I'm probably going to end up doing it anyways. But, yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I have to watch our number one. I've seen our number, the number nine. I don't remember it too much. I might just watch like YouTube videos, whatever. But I need to watch our number one, our number six, and our number ten. It's great movies. I will say you don't have to rewatch those if they win. Okay, but it's a good chance. One of them might. Yeah. And then, so we have to rewatch all four of the final four movies. And uh, movie scales, not a bracket. They're going head to head. Point system, patent pending bra- uh, movie scale. Not yep. patent. Maybe this is a patent pending bracket, <laughs> but we also have patent pending movie scale. Yep, to determine the within the lines greatest movie of all time, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what it is. I mean, I love the three we have. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. We might have like a ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, one hundred situation going on. I don't know. Are we going to see triple digits this year, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're looking like for that. And sports news, NFL free agency, biggest news story, Drew Brees signing a two-year extension with the New Orleans Saints. Gotta love it. Surprised by the two years, but I know you're not complaining. He's committed. I told you, Ty. Drew Brees losing in the playoffs only guaranteed more years for his career. He's just going to keep going. The man doesn't age. That's definitely not true. Also, some big news. (laughs) um, Malcolm Jenkins going to the Saints. uh, Oh, yeah. Sign him as a safety. Teddy B going to the Panthers. Cam Newton, where's he going? We don't know. Um, Phil Rivers. Mm. Phil Rivers. The Indianapolis Colts. One year, $25 million, and I would like to formally announce today. Todd Gurley has been cut. That I am a. I thought that's what you're announcing. My second favorite <laughs> team as for the 2020 season will be the Indianapolis Colts. So much so that I will be openly rooting for them when their game is on. And if they are in the playoffs, I will be such a fan of them that I will actually be nervous if they win their playing. That's bold. I will not get sad if they lose. Actually, I probably will get sad if they lose, especially if they get close to the Super Bowl. Because I just love Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers. Look, man, it's the AFC. I'm fine rooting for Phil Rivers. I didn't like him on the Chargers, but he's just a great guy. If Phil Rivers, okay, if the Colts are in the Super Bowl and the Saints aren't, can we both agree to root for the Colts? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll root for Phil Rivers to win a Super Bowl. It would be perfect because I like him. I liked him as a quarterback. He was entertaining on the Chargers. It would be perfect if he won a Super Bowl away from the Chargers. So I could just be happy that he won and not have any guilt like, fuck, Jason's team won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I just want to see him win. Um, he deserves it. I would say he's probably not number one. He's my second favorite athlete of all time. Number one? Matt Kemp. Knew it. Ryan Howard, number three. Um, almost became a Phillies fan of Ryan Howard. But I, lo- I love Phil Rivers. I hope he succeeds. Our quarterback situation is freaking awful. It's not really awful. Um, I've been getting a lot of uh, debates on Twitter. Mm. I know I have retired, but it, it's been on a different account, so people don't know it's me. Ooh. 
There you go. Uh, Bolt Beat, I am now burner account. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm now the site expert of that site, whatever. Uh, a lot of Charger fans are high on Tyrod Taylor. Mm, should not be. I don't understand it. Okay, so he is not better than Phil Rivers. Well, that's not the case. But the case is, you know, he's a cheap option. He's a bridge gap quarterback to a rookie QB. I get that. I understand that. Contending windows in the NFL are so small. We see that every year. Look at the Eagles. I mean, they're still kind of in contention, whatever. But look at the Falcons. Look at the Panthers. Contending windows are small. Yep. The Chargers, who have made some damn good free agent signings. I don't know if you saw that. We brought in. We traded for Trey Turner, Pro Bowl guard from the Panthers. The shortstop? One of those. What series? <laughs> We got a, a Brian Beluga, the starting tackle for the Packers for like 10 years, whatever. Great starting tackle. Oh, I did see that, yeah. We got Linval Joseph, former all-pro defensive tackle like two years ago was an all-pro. And we got Chris Harris, the cornerback from the, the Broncos. You guys are going all in. Those are a lot of good signings. And we already have a solid core. We got two great receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah, it's a little foggy with Free the third receiver. defensive line can stay healthy, top-notch. Oh, yeah. We got Hunter Henry, one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the league. Um, Austin Eckler had the third season of this millennium. I like saying millennium because it makes it seem like it's a longer time. Since 2000, to have 900 ru- uh, receiving yards as a run- running back. The other one was like 2001, and then the other one was also this year, Chris McCaffrey. So you got weapons. You got that defensive line, Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Now you're adding that defensive tackle. You got a good secondary. You got Derwin James. Like, you got a good team. And I would just hate at the end of the year to go 9-7 and seven and go, damn, if only we let the rookies start the year who finished the year 5-0 and oh, instead of letting Tyrod Taylor start for 11 games because he's mobile. Because that's the reason Charger fans love him, because he's mobile. Okay. Who do you think that rookie is going to be that you want to lead your team to the promised land? It's probably going to be Justin Herbert. I would love the Chargers since we filled up a lot of holes. I would love to see them trade up for Tua. Um, but I just don't think the Dolphins will probably let that happen. Um, here's the thing, Jay. I don't know how you win a game with a guy last name Herbert <laughs> as your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but some Tyrod Taylor stats that I threw out were, because I got in a lot of Twitter baits, his three seasons as a starting quarterback for Buffalo Bills, 20th in the league in touchdowns, 20th in yards, 28th in completion percentage and 19th in quarterback rating. He is a mediocre game manager quarterback. That's what he is. He's not, he is someone that sure. If you have a really talented cast around him could go nine and seven. Yeah. He's not someone that's going to win the game down by two or down by six with two minutes left. And you need a throw on third and 15. Tyrod Taylor's not that guy. I'm sorry. He's not. He's, and it's like, and then the response was like, oh, what was his weapons in Buffalo? He actually had pretty good left weapons. He had LaShawn McCoy, who was still producing at a pro bowl rate. Sammy Watkins, which we've seen he, what he's done with the Chiefs. Robert Woods, who wasn't that great in Buffalo, but then went to L.A. and was a great 1,000-yard receiver. And they were like, well, Robert. That's Jared Goff, too. It's not like yeah. he's an elite-level quarterback. And it's like Robert Woods wasn't good with Buffalo. Yeah, maybe because his quarterback. They had Charles Clay, which in those three years ranked, I think, top five in like receiving yards for tight ends. Like He had weapons, and the offense was like 29th in points and 28th in yards. They made the playoffs, and the arguments, oh, he brought the Bills to the playoffs. The Bills had a top-five defense that year. Like, that's why they made the playoffs. He got benched for fucking Nathan Peterman <laughs> that season. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. I understand the whole, like, bridge gap quarterback. But, like, because I was saying, like, Cam, I would love Cam Newton. I've said Cam Newton a gut feeling. If they have the money and it's a one-year option and Cam's willing to play for one year, you have a much higher ceiling with someone like Cam Newton. And it's like, oh, well, what about his shoulder? Guess what? If his shoulder's fucked up, you go with Tyrod Taylor, the guys you guys are campaigning for anyways. It's not like it's either or. I think if you 
get the chance, you go for Cam. I don't see in can, what world you would prefer Tyrod Taylor over Cam Newton. There's no, there's no trade market for him. I don't know if we have the cap space anymore because of the, the new signings. Trade market for who? Cam. There's, we could probably get him for like a sixth-round pick. They released him, I thought. They're talking about releasing him. Oh, okay. I would rather, in the arguments, well, why would you trade a sixth-round pick for him when you could just sign him when you release him? The reason, A, you're jumping in the front of the line by trading for him. No other team can sign him. B, you're trading for one year of Cam rather than him becoming a free agent and then signing him for multiple years. Having to do a contract Because you have the and... Bosa extension and the Kena and extension coming up. So he's kind of only like a one-year option. But I just don't get it. Like, why? And it's like they're hyping themselves up over Tyrod Taylor, man. It makes me mad. Jason, I got a question for you. If Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback, why did he sign with the Chargers to sit behind Phil Rivers last year? Why didn't another team that has no quarterback sign him? Why didn't the Dolphins sign him? Why didn't the freaking Redskins or the freaking any team with a terrible quarterback sign him? I just don't get it. How'd you feel about James Winston? No. No, thank you. Had eye surgery. That's Phil Rivers. It's just going to be Phil Rivers. He's going to have great numbers. He's going to throw interceptions in the last two minutes of the game. We're going to lose every game by six again. So it would feel like home. I think it's a perfect fit. No. And he costs a lot, probably. No, thank you. I mean, if it was a one-year contract, I'd rather have Jameis over Tyrod. I'm not going to get one. I know. But, I mean, there's talks of him being a backup, too, so who knows? If it's a one-year contract, give me fucking Jameis Winston. Maybe he's like, hey, I had surgery. Give me a one-year prove-it contract. And then don't re-sign him after that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Cam Newton's the obvious choice. I don't think you are a contender with Tyrod Taylor. I think the rest of your team has to be elite. I kind of look back to the Teddy B taking over for the Saints. Teddy B, he did his job, and the rest of our team was elite while he was doing his job, and that's why we won. Well, yeah, it's not saying we could probably make the playoffs, especially with the new expanded playoffs, seven teams. We could yeah. probably go nine and seven, maybe ten and six at the most, depending on who we play next year with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not ignoring that. Are we going to win a playoff game with Tyrod Taylor? If we're the seventh seed and we have to play the Ravens or the Chiefs, are we going to beat them in the playoffs? Absolutely. Hell no. Hell no. If what? you have someone like Cam who has an insane season, maybe you could make that case. His ceiling is much higher. And that's the thing. That's all there is to it. His ceiling is much higher. And maybe he gets injured and you're stuck with Tyrod Taylor, but don't make Tyrod Taylor your first choice. Your plan A. Exactly. Thank you, Ty. I agree. Absolutely agree. Thank you. Or we just trade for Deshaun Watson since the Texans are idiots. Absolute fucking idiots. Oh, my God. Worst trade I think I've ever seen in any sport ever. And the Angels exist. Okay, that was hurtful (laughs) and unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolute morons though <laughs> traded deandre hopkins and a fourth round pick swap for david johnson and a second round pick literally a arguably top one wide receiver <laughs> over michael thomas i said arguably <laughs> top three we'll say just top three guaranteed. easily easily concrete top three, top three yes. wide receiver okay for many years now yeah. You give them up for fucking nothing because you're an idiot. Not only do they give them up for nothing. Okay, so I got in a debate with someone, again, with this on, like, our Bolt Beat Slack channel. He's like, well, DeAndre Hopkins was being a diva. You know, they didn't get along with um, Bill O'Brien. They kind of had to trade him. They want He wanted to talk about his new contract. Uh, okay, if you have to trade him, you have, like, that's fine. I understand that. Like, I still would hate it as a Texans fan, but I understand that. But what they got out in return, they I mean, literally David took Johnson? on a liability. The Cardinals were talking about cutting David Johnson because his contract is so bad. Cutting him. David Johnson to swap fourths in the second? And he, they traded They traded a guy they wanted to cut in a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Imagine, and then later in the day, Stephon Diggs gets traded to the Buffalo Bills for like a first, a second, and a fourth. 
You're telling me DeAndre Hopkins couldn't have got a first, a second, and a fourth and from a team? And not only that, if you're like, well, we had to trade him. Stephon Diggs was fucking done in Minnesota. Switch him. Yeah, flip him. Well, I'm just saying that was the exact same situation yeah. well, where yeah. that wide receiver was not returning no matter what. Yeah. And they still managed to get a better fucking haul for Stephon Diggs, who maybe is a one guy. Maybe Adam Thielen was probably the one guy on the yeah. Minnesota and up against the one guy in the league. <laughs> it's it's so bad. I don't know how why they let Bill O'Brien be the GM and the coach. Especially, you could have traded DeAndre Hopkins. Just do that exact same trade for the Bills. First, second, and a fourth. Even if that's a little underselling for DeAndre, whatever. And then guess what? You can fucking sign Todd Gurley two days later. Who's still, yeah, his knees are fucked up and the Rams wanted out of that contract. He's still 25. And yeah, football careers last aren't as long, but... Absolutely still has upside. He could still be a pro bowler. For sure. <sighs> wow. I'm losing my breath. I really think I might have corona. I don't know. That's not good. I'm losing my breath talking so much. But here's the one thing you didn't Just mention. I don't give it to you. About the Chargers, Jay. Yeah. There, there might maybe sign of sort of might be a hole in the AFC. Why? Maybe a certain team that's made the playoffs <laughs> for the past 50 years, I'm going to assume. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe their quarterback isn't, isn't there anymore. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFC South is the most oh, Brady division. <laughs> well, that's assuming the Bucks will be good. <laughs> that is true. Um, Brady Breeze twice a year. I'm gonna love to see it. Yeah, you guys are probably gonna shit on him. <laughs> yeah, we probably are, and that's why I'm happy. That's why I'm also happy we got Malcolm Jenkins to uh to help out there. And uh, well, see, here's the thing with Brady is like I understand he's going on the downhill. You know, he's older, and like yeah, he didn't have any weapons. Whatever that narrative, he still had some weapons. I still probably would have rather taken him over Tyrod Taylor, if I'm being honest, on like a two-year deal. I'm not mad that they didn't because they added other people, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he impacts that team. A lot of weapons on Tampa Bay for Brady, though. Arguably the best wide receiver duo in the league. Yeah. I, I'm Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think, I think like, the stats back that up. Yeah. Um, two great tight ends. I think both of them are still there, O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. Mm-hmm. Now they have, they're in play to sign Melvin Gordon, maybe, or – if or I was gonna say Todd Gurley, but if not Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, they can get an elite back to go with Brady. Even if they're not a hundred percent, that's still a great back to put alongside Brady. Um, I'm not sure how their offensive line is. If I'm being honest, no, I'm not sure either. But defensively, I know they got really good linebackers. Check Barrett's a beast. Yeah, they could be there. It all depends on Brady. It really does. Depends on if he was a product of Bill Belichick or not. And you know what, Jay? I really hope he is fucking terrible. But here's the thing with that. Even if he's terrible, I don't think we could say he's a product with Bill Belichick. I think it's just he's fucking 43 years old. Here's the thing, though, Jay. He's now, going up against Drew Brees, the guy who he's <laughs> he's just fucking made him live in his shadow. I want Brees to just shit on Tom Brady twice a year. Here's something we're going to see next season. Tom Brady, Drew Brees going into the same game, like tied for touchdowns. Oh, no, it's going to be like literally back and forth in the same game. In the probably. same game. That's pretty lit. I really, really hope that like the last game of the season is against the Bucks. Yeah. That'd be great. Tom Brady, did he sign a two-year deal so he could try to outlast Drew Brees or at least go as long as Drew Brees? You know what? They or no, both... did Drew Brees sign a two-year deal so he could do that? They could both play until they're 50. <laughs> I don't know great. about that. <laughs> no, it's just 50-year-old man throwing touchdown passes in the NFC South. I mean, okay, so if, let's say, like, Andy Dalton, or they have a rookie, I think his name's Stidham, if they thrive with Bill Belichick this year, then you can start having the the conversation, like, maybe it was Bill Belichick. But if, like, the Patriots suck with whoever they have, and then Brady also sucks, I don't think we could say he's a product of Bill Belichick. Eh, we'll, 
we'll discuss. I'm more on the respecting Tom. I don't hate Tom Brady. And I know I'm in the very mass minority in that of non-Patriot fans who don't hate Tom Brady. I respect his greatness. He's our version of Michael Jordan. Hmm. Don't, don't care. Get yourself carried away there. Ty. He's won a lot of rings. He's got the same number of Super Bowl rings as the next best franchise. He's got a lot of rings. Literally. Too bad. It's team sport. Exactly. So him alone has the same amount as the fucking the, the hey, Steelers. He's had great teams. Best coach of all time. Oh I respect God. Belichick. <laughs> I respect both of them. Um, but that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Chargers were in it till the end. Final two teams appeared to be the Chargers and Bucks, and he went to the Bucks. Which I'm really surprised he didn't go to the Chargers. I am too. It was the Chargers were so they were totally that team where after he signed, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. We should have seen this coming. The Bucks, it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's gonna look weird in that fucking uniform. Let me tell you that. Yeah. He's gonna look weird in that fucking red and brown. I think part of my take said like we a few weeks ago, like what would be the weirdest team to see him in? And I think they said the Buccaneers. I mean, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> We'll see how he does, man. I, I I still, until he signed, or until he announced his departure from New England, I always was like, oh, it's going to be the Patriots. Giant dick move <laughs> to make the headline, Patriot forever, and then in small print say, I'm leaving the Patriots. <laughs> Absolute dick move. Yeah, but he's Tom Brady. He can kind of do what he wants. Yes, he can. Any other free agent news? Offseason news? Not that I can think of. No, we're just just waiting. Just waiting for sports still. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just Philip Rivers, man. That's all I want. I'd lo- I'd love to see him thrive. I would too. I'd love to see Tom Brady not thrive and James Winston become a all pro quarterback. I think James Winston's getting so overblown because of LASIK and all that. I I'm just, I think it's gonna I'm be just saying, man. one of those things where everyone's so high on Jameis and he just comes out and sucks. As someone <laughs> Who has eye problems? <laughs> I can relate. Where I don't think I'd see linebackers either. Where do you think he would go? I don't know. I don't know any teams that need quarter the Jaguars. I know they just say screw you, Gardner. Well, I mean, didn't they just say screw you, Foles? Exactly. So they're like, oh, Gardner, you have the job. J.K. It's James Winston's job. The Dolphins? No, they're going to talk quarterbacks. Well, they got Nick Foles. Oh, did they get? Foles? Yeah. The, the Patriots. That would be fucking great. That would be the greatest thing ever <laughs> if they swap. Bill Belichick just taking that Tampa Bay quarterback and just being like, hey, look what I can do can with him. imagine James Winston's like dumb face when they win the Super Bowl and Belichick just is like a genius and James just sitting there like. <laughs> he literally would be a puppet. <laughs> literally would just be all Belichick. Hey, man. I would too. That is that is a dream scenario. For That's just what I'm essentially for. A James Winston, Tom Brady trade. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't see any other destination for him. I mean, no, I'm That's not really why a lot of things are saying a backup. Which I don't know if James Winston's a backup quarterback, but the Chargers obviously could be a spot, but that's not going to happen. Um, like I said, Jacksonville could be, but that's probably not going to happen. Wild. Pant? Nope, they signed Teddy B. Mm, um, Teddy B getting paid, and I don't think he'll be that good. I really was going to root for Teddy B until he signed with a division rival. I know he really fucked up there because he would have had a lot of Saints fans have his back and just completely shit on that. The Raiders. If they give up on Derek Carr? Yeah, but I uh, don't know if... Well, no, never mind. James is going to be an all-pro. He is an improvement. The Lions, if they give up on Stafford? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Shit, maybe it is the Chargers. One-year deal. Whatever, I'll take it. I think 
the the Redskins were even in talks. Yeah, I could see that. For a quote-unquote backup for Dwayne Haskins, which he would absolutely <laughs> win the starting role. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ta- Ryan Tannehill, my boy. Oh, paid. Way overpaid. Way overpaid. I know he paid. did good, but. He was top quarterback in the league to finish the year. Come on. You were paid like high $140 million. I was $140 million are you gonna sit here? How are you going to sit here and say he's best quarterback in the league and everything, and then when it's payday, Jay, you get cheap? <laughs> <laughs> don't get cheap now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just didn't think he's worth that much. And then Mariota went to the Raiders. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, that's a backup role. Which, I, I don't know. He's still young, but. He's someone that strikes me that could go to the Patriots and become, like, amazing. Like yeah. a cheap guy who that's like, oh, Marcus Mariota on the Patriots. Oh. And then it's like all pro Marcus Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> Turns into Patrick Mahomes out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yep. Oh, another guy I don't like. Uh, the Chargers. There's a quarterback named Jordan Love out of like Utah State that Charger fans want to see because he's been lo- loosely compared to Mahomes because he has like a rocket arm and he's athletic. But like, I don't know. He turned the ball over 17 times last year pay- playing in a non-power five conference, hmm. playing like you know weaker Division one schools. Yeah, his supporting cast wasn't great, but I don't know. I'll tell you what. Don't love it. You give me a quarterback last name Love, last name Herbert. Taking Love. <laughs> What do you got against Herbert? Some of those I know. fucking 70-year-old <laughs> white man with arthritis-ass last name I've ever heard. Yeah, I know. I don't love the name. I'm never going to buy a Herbert there jersey. There ain't no one buying a fucking <laughs> Herbert jersey. <laughs> you can get a custom jersey made with his number, maybe, in your last name. You get his first name, Justin. That's I'm fine with that. He's big, dude. He's like 6'6", and he's got like massive hands. He's he kind of like Josh he Allen, a cool I think. nickname. Maybe he pulls a Chad Ochocinco, changes his last name to his number. What number is Phil Rivers? 17. Chad. Oh, not Chad. Justin. What the fuck's 17 in Spanish? This is a Spanish episode. I don't know. I didn't take Spanish. Uh, siete. 17 in Oops, sorry. Spanish. Spanish. I don't think Herbert has a nickname. Sorry, excuse me. DC. That's not right. DC Siete? I think Siete is just seven. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure, Ty. That's oh, a lame-ass last name, too. I have a, so. a trivia time with Tyler idea. Not this week, but I have one for you. I'll study what's up. No, because then you're just going to look up answers. Okay, it's baseball. Remember how I told you last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago or four weeks ago how Kevin Pillar received MVP votes last year? Wild. I'm going to go back the last, like, ten years and find the most weird, random MVP vote people that got votes and i'm gonna give you like three to five names for each year and you're gonna have to identify which one maybe maybe we do a little got the mvp votes maybe we do a little game where i already see one for last year i already see one choose a couple of years i get to look at league leaders and stats and i have to guess the top 10 mvp you can do that too i'm just saying that way i have to throw give me three strikes and i have to guess the top 10 well this one it's usually the guys who end up getting like the you know they only get like one Ninth place vote. That's why they're on there. Oh, so there's way more than 10, huh? There's 18. Oh, okay. That's a lot. We're up to 22, actually, I think. Yeah, but yeah, Kevin Pillar. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'll give you like three guys. I can even give you their numbers and be like, okay, which one was the MVP? 2018. I already see one. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Joey Yellow. 2017. 
I see a weird one. I see a really weird one. 2017. Someone you would never ex- – what? He got MVP votes? He got seven vote points too. So that means he got like More multiple. than one person. I will tell you this. Justin Upton got MVP votes that year. 16th in MVP vote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Man, on the up and up. What the? That one's weird. Okay, yeah. There's some weird ass MVP. Right, I love it. Okay, so like I'm 2017, excited. you got Corey Seager finishing 17th. That's not weird. Even like Marcelo Zuna, 15th. Like, yeah, you could see Marcelo Zuna being the 15th most valuable player in the NL. He had a good season. Wow. This one's so weird, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's going to be someone terrible. The problem is I have to find three people, or, you know, I have to find other players who would also be equally weird. Because if it's like like Ryan Zimmerman. Well, maybe, maybe are they very popular players? Like not, maybe no, you, not even you, popular. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you can not, not make me choose players, but give me hints as to who it could be. There's no way. I'd have to give you like three to five players and just have you guess and give you their numbers. And I'll just do – like this player has a, is a very specific position, and I'll just give you three similar – you know what I mean? Hmm. It's like, it, you know, we got a week to figure it out, and I'm excited. All right. Got I got nothing else. else. You don't got nothing else? Then uh, everyone stay home. For whatever reason, we're not going to talk about it, but stay home. And uh, maybe, what is that, Netflix with friends? Did you see that? No. It, like, syncs up a Netflix movie so you can watch it with your friends and, like, FaceTime at the same time. So it's like going to the movie theater but not going to the movie theater. Is that what we're going to do for our Final Four? We might have to. That way you hold me accountable. Might have to because I might get arrested coming over here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, do that instead of going out. And uh, yeah. be a good friend that way, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.